0: It's Beamaz and Beamer, News Radio 930 WBEN. Some warm vibes, right? The song brings the warm vibes we need this morning. Does it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I I was gonna say, like, normally when I see the Miami Boston, it's in the summer, but that's not true. That's not true at all. I just wanted to think that way.
0: Right. That's... I that I don't know. That that music gives me like a a warm feeling. That's good. You're going to need it today. De- definitely need it today. <laughs> um, yeah, you need it in a
1: big way. b and Beamer, welcome. Uh, we're back here together for the first time in a little bit. It's actually Beamaz and Beamer. Yeah, just your, you know, once every uh, few weeks <laughs> we decide to do it together. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm going through all these, uh, Joe, I love, like, year-end best-of lists. Oh. Especially, like, best-of albums. Like, the music ones are the ones that I like a lot. And then I like the movie ones, too, because it's one, you know, I can pick off a movie that, you know, at some point over the next two months, I'll be like, all right, if I see this movie, I'll watch it. Um, and so that's why I do with my year-end best of list. I still think it's crazy that it comes out at the beginning of December. There's a whole month to go right. to change your mind. But I, I like them. I like going through seeing, you know, the things I like. and what I really like this. What do people think of this? Um, you know, Mighty Mighty Boston's let us in. I was like, that's one of my favorite records of uh, 2021. I've, I probably played that the most. I thought it was really good.
0: Yeah, it's on no one's, <laughs> you know, look, 100 best records of uh, 2021. Not even close. But, you know, I liked it. You find everyone doing that. Like you said, it's, it's December. They, they already have the list, the biggest news stories of 2021. The biggest news stories. Yeah. How about if something happens in the next three weeks? No, it doesn't count. December doesn't count. (laughs) That's why you wonder why, like, everyone at work is
1: just, you know, uh, yeah, December, do a little bit of work here and there and not really trying all that much. Um, It's because of this. That's the idea. The the year's over. We're just passing time now until the calendar flips to 2022. It's just the whole month, it's a holiday. It it definitely feels like that. It feels like that uh, a lot of days. It felt like that for me. I was off the last uh, couple of days. I Uh, know.
0: You
1: know, I'm enjoying uh, myself. But anyways, um, yesterday
0: you were in here. I know you were talking about COVID testing. Yes. My surprise. uh, In the same state, you can see so much free testing. Here it's just so difficult. And then it was confirmed at the press conference yesterday. Oh, you just have to call this number. (laughs) To get a free test.
1: (laughs) Calling on the phone to get the free test, which, by the way, you might have to wait for. You have to make an appointment. You don't know when you get the results by. (laughs) Not the same thing at all. You were talking about a lot of those testing tents in New York City and that area. I just kind of assumed... Uh, I was there late summer. I just kind of assumed that those were all, you know, paid for the same way that
0: they are here. A lot of these COVID rapid testing. But you said they're all free. They're no cost to you. Free rapid testing. You get your results in 30 minutes. And again, no cost to you. That's cool. Well, um, I, I, on, I think this was yesterday or the other day uh, at the White House.
1: They were asked about testing because, right, that's one of the president's new things, pushing out rapid testing, something a lot of people have been calling for. You, you want to stop the spread of the virus. Well, if you can just give people free tests and then you know if you're infected, especially if you feel like you're sick or something like that, you can stay home and that's not that big of a deal. Well, they were asked uh, about, you know, how is that going? Where are the tests in, in part of this big push? Jen Psaki is the White House press secretary. Was asked about that. Uh, part of her response, I thought, was very interesting.
3: Look at what we've done over the course of time. We've quadrupled the size of our testing plan. We've cut the cost significantly over the past few months. And this effort to uh, uh, to push uh, to ensure insurers are you're able to get your your tests uh, refunded means 150 m- million Americans will be able to get free tests. That's kind of complicated though. Why not just make them free and give them out to, and have them available everywhere? Should we just send one to every American? maybe then then what ha- then what happens countries- if you if every american has one test how much does that cost and then what happens after that now, all i know is that other countries seem to be making them available for in greater quantities for less money well, I think we share the same objective, which is to make them less expensive and more accessible, right? Uh, every country's going to do that differently. And I was just noting that, again, our tests go through the FDA approval process.
1: Now, at the end there, she does have a, a decent point where the tests have to go through this FDA approval process, which you think could be uh, so many things have been circumvented. So many laws have been, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> thrown out the window over the last two years. You think that might be one that they could say, you know what, rapid tests at home? We don't need this full FDA. You know, let's get making these things. We can go around and skirt around yeah. this idea. You know, just a thought. But uh, the <laughs> the way, oh, what, so, so we should just, what, send tests to every person? Yeah. <laughs> and I love the reporter. Well- yeah <laughs> and that's kind of what they're doing in other countries
0: as the the, the uh, as someone on Twitter pointed out there's in the UK you can get seven sent to a residence on a regular basis yeah a seven test pack
1: <laughs> a pack of tests seven tests you, you can take one every day you can order that they're free yeah you can order a, a pack every single
0: day if you want to here in the United States you have to a go be able to go find the at-home tests because they're almost impossible to find and then that'll cost you uh, a pretty 25 bucks for two tests.
1: Well, I, I just thought that was interesting. I heard that and I uh, was thinking of the show that you were doing here yesterday, it, Joe.
0: It's just, Brian, I don't want to, you know, rehash the whole show from yesterday. But it to me, it's just you want to stop the spread. I, I think... Being able to test as many people as possible, and sixty dollars turns off a lot of people. I'm sorry, sixty dollars turns off people from going to get a test. If you, if they were able to easily not call the number and wait for someone to answer, if they were easily able to get a free test, um, I think that's going to stop the spread more than finding bars and restaurants who, you know, someone got up and didn't have a mask on when they went to the bathroom. That would truly stop the spread. I just, you know, think about people, right? Just think about people yes in, in and people who are not you know what
1: do they want you to do if you are feeling sick at all stay home what yeah stay home is the but you know really what is sick right I mean I, the sniffle I, I get my nose gets stuffy in here every single day because I'm cold so <laughs> I but no and I, and so I've got a runny nose right. now they that would be right stay home yeah but people aren't going to stay home if you have we, we've never done that in the history of mankind. Oh, I've got a little bit of a runny nose. I'm not going to stay home. Maybe, But maybe I should get tested. i got a runny nose. I'm not going to pay $60 every time i got a runny nose. Exactly. No, I mean, that's just not reasonable. Sure, it's nice in your ideal world to tell people, oh, that's what you should do. But come on, like I need somebody who lives in reality, somebody who makes, you know, a normal sum of money and not, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars every single year who could throw $60 out the window at a test anytime they want to. You need to talk to actual people. You know, what are actual people doing? If you want everyone to get tested, you want people to stay home, you want people to be be safe, you want people to, uh, you know, know their COVID status. This is what you have to do. Because if you just say, well, you know, before you get together with your family, before you see anyone you like, you really should get this $200 COVID test. Get out of here. Yeah. I mean, no no one is doing that. That is not a rational thought to have to think that people are going to follow this. What is? Give people free tests. Free tests. Oh, what the test is only 95 percent accurate. You know, it it gives you an idea. If you're sick, you test positive with one of these things. You can stay home. Yeah. Um, and and that's the whole idea behind it. I
0: guarantee that would lower uh, cases more than a mask mandate. But that's just that's just me. That's my un. My non-medical opinion from observation. Um, What do you like about this? The uh, NFL playoff
1: machine, you can pick every single game, Joe.
0: Oh, it's my favorite time of year when Brian starts pulling out
1: the playoff machine. And uh, you can go around and, you know, pick uh, Buffalo to win or lose. I have, here are my two things, and this depends on the next Bills-Patriots game. Uh, If the Bills lose to the Patriots next time, I have Buffalo at Kansas City to start the playoffs.
0: You like that one? I I do I I wouldn't mind I know Kansas City's a better team than the last time they played uh, but I still have hope I like this one better though Buffalo wins that
1: game against the Patriots and I have Buffalo hosting the Patriots once again round three
0: opening round of the playoffs I like that game if the Bills are able to defeat the Patriots the second time yeah. around <laughs> that's yeah. so well that's they would have to that beat would have, the, yes it will be the rubber match uh, do you fear at all not making the playoffs? No. I no. I yesterday I had that real fear. That real fear. We are one game in, you know, there there's not many there's not a lot the Bills lose another game, they could fall out of the playoff picture. Like it's not we're not that tied into the playoffs. It's really scary looking at the teams that are chasing the Bills and how they're playing compared to how the Bills are playing. Yeah, I don't currently have that fear. Uh
1: but I am I I really do think it's it's very likely that we could get round 3. Uh, Bills versus Bill, Belichick that is, <laughs> um, to uh, happen
0: in the playoffs. Uh, just going through a lot of these. I would like that. And, you, know, you pointed out uh, earlier today, look at the Bills Titans and the Bills Patriots. I mean, those, those two games, the Bills were close to winning. They were in the red zone at the won. end of both games. Should have won. Didn't happen. Yep. Should have, um, could have, would have, but still. Yeah,
1: that was uh, some wild time uh, Monday night. I, the news, Joe, this is great news, uh, where a study has found – that there is a drug already readily available that could reduce uh, the risk of Alzheimer's disease. I saw by this. By 69%. Sildenafil can uh, reduce your risk of Alzheimer's disease. If you don't know it's Sildenafil, it's uh, widely available right now. It's also known as Viagra.
0: Great news. Isn't that great news?
1: <laughs> so you take that, you could reduce the risk of Alzheimer's by 70%. I have. Here's the thing. I, I don't know. I'm not experienced. I'm not experienced with this drug. Uh, you know, people or, with say, or, <laughs> or with memory loss. Or with memory loss yet. It's coming. Um, but I, looking at this, okay, so you take Viagra right. to ward off Alzheimer's disease. Well, I, I don't it think that's ward. why you're
0: taking it now, but it might well, be an I, added I, benefit.
1: I, I just – you know, people say you take aspirin. You know, once a day, you know, the low dose aspirin to, you know, because of a heart attack, which they've gone back and forth on, that and you know, now it's depends you're what not day to do yeah. any, uh, anymore. I don't know; the advice changes all the time. But that's one, like you, you pop an aspirin, you know, once a day with breakfast, and you know, then like you kind of live your, like it's just it's a, a relatively harmless thing. You don't really notice the effect of it at all.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes.
1: But is this like can you do the same with the Viagra like at breakfast and then you just go about your day or do you need like a couple hours to calm down?
0: 8030930. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying, it's not I feel like this is not you can't as take this with your an cereal. Ask.
0: Right. Yeah. You can't take Viagra for your for your memory and then go to work. That might be or difficult. Or can you? I don't know. From what I understand with Viagra. I don't know. From what I understand with Viagra, you have a four-hour period there where you probably should not be going into work. But that's just my understanding of it. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. I so this is, you know, it's a good finding, but
1: are people going to be able to use it? Um I don't know. We'll see. But that, that was interesting news to me.
0: You know, th- and this is where I'd like to get a doctor on it and ask, is there a way they could <laughs> rework? So it still has a the effects. A very particular
1: type of doctor.
0: Yeah. So it still has the effects of Viagra without the physical effect without the effects. Of, Vi- of Viagra. Yes. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and uh, then this Joe, which we mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, Chris Cuomo. Oh, a yes. rough week for Chris Cuomo. Uh, you know, his uh, CNN firing his, uh, he lost his radio show, I guess, too.
0: Yeah, it, it's kind of mixed if he made that decision or if that decision was made for him, well, but yes. I <laughs> think we know, right? And did Said. you see who who actually took over for his radio show? No. Brian Ross, who you might remember was with ABC, had a controversy, not like Chris Cuomo, but had a controversy and was fired from ABC. He is now doing the afternoon oh, show. Oh, okay. That's interesting.
1: I, you would think his radio show, you keep him around for like another week or so where he's still a hot topic and then. Ratings. Yeah, then cut the cord. Exactly. uh, But anyway, so he's got that. He loses that. He's lost a book deal I just saw uh, on our website, WBEN.com. This is all less than seven days. Um, Well, he's getting some support. Uh, (laughs) Radar Online, the uh, celebrity tabloid site, says that if there's anyone in the world that knows what Chris is going through, it's Matt Lauer. Matt has reached out to him because that's the sort of guy he is. Um, you know, I know the sort of guy Matt Lauer is. We found that out a couple years ago. Yeah, unfortunately,
0: uh, we know exactly the kind of guy he is. This is seems to me like the last thing you'd want if you're Chris Cuomo. This is when you want the radio show to be able to say, no, no, Matt Matt called me. I didn't answer the phone. <laughs> I, I don't know, Matt. <laughs> We don't hang out together. We weren't even at the same network. I don't understand why he's bringing me up. I know he wants to be relevant. This this is uh, fake news. Me and Matt and I have not talked about anything or to each other.
1: I I just, uh, I, I this is like hit after hit. I he, would not want my name associated with Matt Lauer if I was Chris Cuomo. You're in it uh, rough enough as it is. But to bring up, you're accused of doing very different things. Yes. Now, if, if you're associating the two people, you don't want to be uh, associated with Matt Lauer. You know, you covered up for your brother. You you didn't act very well, but you, you didn't exactly pull the Matt Lauer. You you didn't have the emergency locking uh, door button right. on your desk.
0: Right, right. Um, so we think. It's to what we know at this point, and maybe Matt knows something we don't know. Um, but yeah, you would think today's the day Chris Cuomo just wants no one to bring his name up, mm-hmm. right? This is the day you lose the radio show, you lose the TV show, and remember he was suspended for a week. So for a week, everyone's talking about him being suspended. You lose the book deal. Yesterday, Matt Lauer brings you up. You're hoping today that just no one brings up the name Chris Cuomo.
1: I, if you're him, I think right. you do. Yeah, but you're Chris we're, Cuomo. We're going to bring it up. Well, of course. Um, so Cuomo wants this is according to the new york post he wants the remaining money in his contract which is about six million dollars a year Ooh. this is why people don't like the media joe is because they see this and then just assume that everyone who's in front of a microphone or a camera right. is uh getting chris cuomo money that is not the case no I let's sure say don't.
0: brian and i at least
1: make a million less
0: <laughs> at least
1: <laughs> um and now there could be a a legal fight brewing because cnn says they uh, According to this article, no intention of paying Cuomo a penny. And this, Joe, is where I talked about this, you know, very briefly the other week. And it was one of the days that we were apart. But I'm interested to get your thoughts on this as well and uh, the thoughts of the listeners. 803 You can uh, give us a call. Send us a text on our Volkswagen and Park text board. Is I am uh, This is where I might back up Chris Cuomo a little bit and say that, yeah, I... I do want that money, and maybe I was wrongfully terminated. Um, I was—I shouldn't expect to have been fired for my actions. And, you know, for CNN to say they have no intention of paying Cuomo a penny on this, I don't know, Joe, because this is, you know, the point I was making the other week. I'll see where you stand up on this. I— I am not expecting Chris Cuomo to act like a virtuous journalist. I just, I would never expect that in the world, nor would I expect it out of Sean Hannity, nor would I expect it out of Anderson Cooper, nor would I expect it out of Tucker Carlson. These people are not journalists. They're not, you know, the most trusted source in news. They're not Walter Cronkite or Tom Brokaw or anyone in between. They're on a channel in the 30s. They're your nighttime entertainment, the right. same way that my wife likes to watch The Bachelor. And you like to watch The Bachelor, I should say. That's right. Uh, but I am expecting a, a an entertainment program based on the news. And I don't know if – I'm certainly not. But I wonder how many other people are holding them to a standard that's anywhere above soap opera or Kardashians. Right. Because – I'm not doing that. And if I'm Chris Cuomo today and I'm fired from CNN and you could say, all right, maybe rightfully so based on using your sources inside the network to help a family member who is part of your programming too, okay. But, yeah, if I'm Chris Cuomo, I'd say, listen, I gave you exactly what you want, some uh, entertaining programming, some ratings, and now all of a sudden I'm being fired I uh, I would expect that money from my
0: contract.
1: I don't know if I uh, disagree with him
0: not that on this, that. Not that this has anything to do with it. He never won his time slot. But you're right. He was the highest watched at CNN. And, no, Brian, I, I called it primetime news, right? Any of those primetime news on, as you say, in the 30s, on CNN, Fox, or MSNBC, their opinion Right, Tucker Carlson is an opinion host. Sean Hannity is an opinion radio and talk show host. Rachel Maddow is an opinion host. I don't hold these people, Chris Cuomo. I don't hold them to the same standard as I would hold someone who does news. I I don't hold, you know, um but here's the thing, Brian, and you brought it up. The reason I think this is such an issue isn't because, you know, he has this news standard. I think if I'm and I'm looking at the uh, the article from the Post, I think it's because He used station sources. That's what's getting him in trouble. Not that everyone thought Chris Cuomo, the journalist, because he wasn't. You watch the show. He his camera, you know, he and the county executive could could learn how to zoom out when the camera's on a little too close to the face. Um, But that's like you said, it's an entertainment political show. He obviously took a side um, and he would sometimes have people from the other side, sometimes not. I think what got him in trouble was he used sources Mm. at CNN. That's what's going to get you in trouble. I don't know. And I think just if I used our great sources here at WBEN to help a family member out, you probably wouldn't hear me on the radio tomorrow. People do that all the time, though.
1: People do that all the time. To that
0: extent? And that might be the line from CNN. To use sources to bully someone? To bully an accuser?
1: I, I think that probably happens all the time and under normal circumstances. If there wasn't this amount of attention... There there would be absolutely oh. no repercussion for Chris Cuomo. And the only reason – that might be the line inside CNN. The only reason he was fired was because he's getting attention, and I think that's because he is held for some reason to that – well, I, I shouldn't say this. I, I want to be careful. I, I was going to say he is held to that journalism standard, but he's clearly not, I mean, based on the show, right? I, he's not held to – um the same standard. But he is thought of in that way by a lot of people. And I think wrongfully so. I, I think we really need to get away from treating these shows as the nightly news when it's entertain it's prime time entertainment. On cable television. I
0: mean, depends who you're watching. I, I don't uh, treat the nightly news like the nightly news. But,
1: but I, uh, for, well, no, but for the most part, it is. For the you watch the news at six thirty. For the mo- you're getting actualities. You're getting reporters on the ground. Uh, you're getting the news. A half hour news. That's not what this is. That's not what these commentary shows are. Well, no, that's that's what they night. are. They're
0: commentary shows.
1: But they are thought of as the news by people, and I think that's the reason for this push. And I just I think we need to get away from that thinking, which is why I'm not blaming Chris Cuomo for doing his entertainment program. <laughs> I, i'm I'm not uh, holding him to this high standard because i I never did. I think other people are um where do where do you stand on this eight oh three oh nine thirty
0: It's Beamaz and Beamer,
1: News Radio 930 WBEN. Right, welcome back, BMAS and Beamer, here on W B E M. Both of us here with you today. Um, <laughs> if you missed the start of the show, we're talking about, you know, the, there is promising new um, uh, studies. Showing that the um, use of Viagra, maybe on a I, was it a daily basis? I have to pull up the study again, but almost taking it like an aspirin could reduce your risk of Alzheimer's by sixty nine percent. And <laughs> so we we had <laughs> questions about that. Uh, one of my favorite texts ever uh, came in to us over the break. You guys obviously don't know anything about the use of Viagra. That's the nicest thing I, yeah. anyone's ever said to Thank me you. on our text board. I, <laughs> I I can't believe it. It's the nicest thing. Uh but yes, yeah, so you you are right. That's why we were looking for answers. And uh, he gave them to us. I won't go into that detail.
0: But apparently apparently you don't if you take it with your cereal, you don't have to worry about anything happening um when well, you well, walk well, this into guy work. Doesn't.
1: According to this gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> we're taking it from one guy, texting into a radio station here. Uh but no, we're talking about Chris Cuomo. What's your um, expectation of someone like Chris Cuomo, who's now fired. I mean, he's uh, blacklisted. And I, I don't know if I would go to that extent. I a lot of people are probably feeling left down or let down by Chris Cuomo. You know, they're disappointed in Cuomo. Oh, I can't believe, you know, he would do this. I trusted him. And I'm just kind of sitting here on the outside like you trusted someone who's on... Cable news at 8 p.m. Like, I don't care who it is, what channel it is. Right.
0: Any of those channels.
1: I mean, what are you doing here? Right. I, I trusted. He was my trusted voice. I th- this should be a wake up call. These people aren't trusted voices. They're entertainers, and that's what they're doing. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Tom is in Amherst. Now you're on WBEN. Tom, what's on your mind?
2: Hi, Brian. Good morning, Joe. Uh... I've been listening with a great deal of interest to your uh, discussion about Chris and uh, Mario Cuomo, and um, I'll come out right away and say I'm a Democrat, left of center. I admired these two men very much, but um, they have fallen from grace. And all the things you say about them, yes, uh, particularly Chris Cuomo, he was entertainment, but at the same time, The two of them presented themselves as moral, upstanding men, worthy of emulation, honest, trustworthy. That was the persona they tried to convey to everyone. And the dimension I'm trying to bring up here is that they were very hypocritical because they went after people who were in the same situation that they are in now, particularly like, let's say, Trump and all his indiscretions. They were right on the bandwagon, but the hypocrisy is what disturbs me. And that's my comment, basically.
1: Yeah, Tom, I I guess my only, you know, pushback, and I can understand the way you're feeling, my only <laughs> pushback would be is I, I would almost expect it, right? I mean, we're talking about a politician and, uh, you know, a late night cable news host, which, you know, in the last, what, ten, twelve, fifteen years? I don't when when was the turning point, but these cable news hosts are less and less news anchors and more and more entertainment hosts. So when I see uh, you know, hypocrisy, I'm not really surprised by it at all.
2: Well, I just think it's it's unfortunate because yeah, I get what you're saying. But the cynicism goes up in the public when every time something like this happens, where someone who is perceived as, you know, pretty upright, moral, upstanding guy, family man, everything else, and then you find out they're down in the dirt like everybody else. And the cynicism is what is dangerous.
1: I, I, Tom, I like this point. i got one more for you. And I think a lot of this breeds on. So I'm going one way, and I think you want to go the other way. And I'll ask you, which do you think is easier? Uh, An easier way to overcome, because I agree that cynicism in what should be, you know, sources of information in what should be a place to go for, you know, some viewpoints that cynicism is unhealthy. What is the easier or better way to deal with that? And right now, I think the easier way to deal with that is to try and just get people to realize, look, this stop going to this place for news you know stop switching to 31 32 33 30 you know those channels for news I think that's easier than having the stations themselves you know what wipe the slate clean bring in a whole bunch of new faces and start to try and stick to hardline news
2: well I what you're saying you're putting your finger on what is the problem with our society today and the way we get information. We all know this. People are not educated enough to understand the difference between fact and opinion. They don't teach that in school too well anymore. I was a high school English teacher in West Seneca, and I used to do units on differentiating between fact and opinion, uh, what was uh, card stacking, you know, all that kind of thing, and trying to educate them in how the media manipulated us. But they don't do a good enough job on that. People need to be educated. Another thing is we do not have the Eric Severides, the Walter Cronkites, the Brokaws, and all those people you mentioned before. We don't have them. And and nobody's watching them because everybody's on cable news.
1: Hey, Tom, appreciate the call. Um,
0: I, it's a tough situation to have. I think you bring up some good points. Thanks. Y- I, I, I agree. I it- agree. You know, because I, I usually think of stuff and I, I turn on the news. You turn on, as you said, Brian, one of the channels in the 30s, uh, except for 31, because that's just forensic files now, no matter when you turn it on. Um, and and I, I feel I can di- differentiate that if I'm watching, you know, Tucker Carlson, a show that I usually will turn turn on at 8 o'clock, that's an opinion show. I, I I know Tucker is giving his opinion, just as right now I am giving my opinion. I, I, I find... I mean, obviously it's true, but I find it so difficult that people can't differentiate someone's opinion from this being a fact. It's it's kind of disappointing um, that people can't separate those two. This I'm is not someone-
1: surprised by it at all. Really? I, you, just like uh, what Tom said, they used to teach that in school. And I, re- I think they did a pretty good job. You know, uh, keywords, what to watch out for when something is fact versus opinion. You know, how to kind of uh, in real time make that determination – of what somebody is uh, kind of going at, what their angle is. Um, And and I think the problem is, I don't really know, I can't speak if they teach that in high school anymore, Uh, you know, kind of going through, or even grade school, I think we were, uh, you know, kind of going through some of these buzzwords and and you learned all this stuff. I think the problem is no one's paying attention, right? You're passing notes in class. or (laughs) Those kids are on their phones. Or, you know, you're uh, sitting there behind a mask. You can't uh, see what the teacher's saying uh, in class nowadays. So I'm not surprised that uh, people have kind of lost that you can see it in all corners of the internet I mean I sometimes I read tweets that are so you know clearly sarcastic or um, you, you know uh, false or just you know someone tweeting out like an onion headline <laughs> and people are really right is this true like I, I can't you know people don't take the sarcasm. People don't, you know, uh, look at it and think about it for a second. They just take everything at face value and they say, all right, I'll, I'll figure it out later if this is true or not, um, which is why I, I think you come to a conundrum. And it's uh, Chris Cuomo, I think, brings it up. I, I don't expect anything more out of Chris Cuomo because it's an entertainment show, just like every single show, just like Hannity, just like, Tucker Carlson, just like Joy Reid and Anderson Cooper and, you know, everyone you put on these uh, channels, they're opinion shows. Um, and what's the problem? Is the problem that these shows exist? Is it the problem that these shows too often present themselves as news, right? That they, you know, they kind of say <laughs> that they are the news when they're not. Uh, is that part of the problem? Is the problem that we're not knowing the difference? I, I think all of these are part of the problem. How do you solve this problem? Is it to ignore and start to tune out some of these shows? Is it to really take them for what they are? I think and that kind of solves a lot of things. I, that's it. I, I don't think you're going to get a lot of people to do that though. To ignore it and take it for. What you are, and you know, in general, the proliferation of these kind of shows that are—they're so effective, uh, they really are. I, I mean, you watch some of these shows; they're no matter what you think of the content, they're very well done. I—you watch Chris Cuomo's show; It is a very well done show. Um, you know, content-wise, the way they keep things moving, the way you know he uh, handles some of these topics. Tucker Carlson, it's the same way. It's The show is very well done, no matter what you think of the content. You can see why it's effective and why people are so receptive to this, which lies the problem, right, that you can watch this and say, yeah, yeah, and just start nodding along at, at everything, and then all of a sudden have this view of the world that is almost so distant from what you see
0: every day walking around talking to people It could be a problem. Yeah. That's why I always say, you know, when when I see something on one of the of the uh, station in the 30s websites, I always go to some something else to try to confirm it. I always want to see it from two or three different outlets before I actually take that story for what it is. And then, you know, read what other people's opinions are and then form my own opinion, read the facts for my own opinion, not not form facts out of someone's opinion. I, I tried to never do that and, like I said, always run it by two or three, which is sad you have to do in 2021, but with all the content out there, um, it's always good to, if you see something in the New York Post, try to run it by two or three other uh, stories before you actually take it for what it is. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you don't just read one thing. Um, right. You know, unless that one thing is what someone, you know, people ask me, i said this the other week, You know, where do you get your news? I get my news from the newsmakers. You know, I I look at this is the beauty of 2021 and really the past five years. If there's a a press conference, an event, an interview, somebody taking questions, you can find like the live raw audio or the transcript of exactly what was said. And then you can draw your own opinions. From that, you, you don't need even somebody to write it up, um, like the Associated Press, and write it into a hard factual news story because you saw what happened. You you were you saw the news conference. You can hear the questions, just as important. Yeah. How is a question asked? How is it you know presented
0: at somebody and hear the response to that? Uh, all of that I think is important because in so many ways, if you don't hear the question, you know audio cuts can be taken out of context. It's always good to hear everything in the context Absolutely. That was, it was. I do f- like this person's text. you were just
1: talking about that Joe at the Bills game. Yeah, Hayden Poyer walking yep. off uh <laughs> yep. I mean it's the same thing without hearing everything that goes on, you, you can draw one of 10 different conclusions from that scene.
0: I also like this text. If you consider those shows entertainment, you need a hobby. But yeah, that's- I mean, that's
1: true. I, I mean, that's, they're entertainment. They're not my style of entertainment,
0: but they are uh, a form of entertainment. Also, I, I am happy that the uh, the Viagra texts keep on coming in at 803-0930. <laughs> we got a, a lively
1: crowd here, to say the least, on uh, B-Maz and Beamer. Bud, you're on uh, W-B-E-N. <laughs> what's uh, what's going on? I think you might be on to something, at least the beginning.
4: Uh, good morning, gentlemen. The, the question that I really have with regard to uh, opinion program versus a news program is whatever happened to the statement that would appear either at the beginning or the end of a program or, or even with uh, late night commercials where the thoughts and views of the host of this program do not necessarily represent those of management or the station,
1: Bud. Hey, I, I like the idea of you know you bring the disclaimer back. Now I don't know. And thanks for the call. I don't know if that makes any difference. I, you see that in front of usually shows that are paid for. You know they're paid programming or something like that, and then and you have to legally run this disclaimer beforehand. But. Maybe it shouldn't just be the paid programming. Maybe it should be anything that is more
0: opinion-oriented or something like that. To to Bud's point, you know, uh, I used to be even more of a nerd than I am now, and I used to watch a lot of cable news back in the early 2000s. And, Brian, when there were parts where they were giving an opinion, right, they they didn't necessarily have someone from the right and left. It was just one person. In the corner of the screen, CNN and Fox News used to do this. They would have something that said commentary. In the corner of the screen, usually where it would say live, it would say commentary. You don't see that anymore. Uh, but that's something they used to do, especially in the late 90s, early 2000s. I remember seeing that a lot. And like I said, I was kind of a nerd and watched a lot of cable news back in the day. Well, here, what about this idea?
1: I mean, you talk I mean, so much talk about federal regulation of social media and, you know, all these online platforms. What about something very simple? Would this make? I don't think it would make that much of a difference, but it could. You know, federally, you regulate all of these cable systems and all the networks and platforms that deliver these channels to you. Well, some of them, at least, not the online streaming ones as much, but certainly on cable. How about just a simple switch? Instead of putting all of these channels under the news tab, you put them under a tab that says commentary, right? I mean, what, what would a simple thing like that just go a long way? into making a little bit of a difference where instead of, all right, I'm, I'm going to the news. Now I'm going to turn on MSNBC or Fox news and I'm going to get the news. No, no. I, oh, what well, under news, there's, you know, like nothing. One, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I have to go to commentary
0: to get but, my, you know, and maybe that there's a subtle difference that happens in your head. They should do what wrestling does and call it, you know how wrestling is sports entertainment? <laughs> news news entertainment. entertainment is what we should uh, we should put these stations under. And, and you know, I, uh, I talked about this like a year ago, Brian. Uh, you know, they turned WGN into something called News Nation, and it's supposed to just be a, a, a straight feed of news from around the country using uh, Nexstar's, um, you know, uh, reporters mm-hmm. at their different stations. I love that idea. Unfortunately, I don't know if you've seen over the last year, it's not doing real well in the ratings because – I guess people want that news entertainment more than just here's a 30 minute recap of the news. You know, there used to be a headline news, which is owned by CNN, but used to be a headline news, which is now just forensic files all day. And, and that was so nice. Twenty two. It was like our sister station in New York. Twenty two minutes. And you had just the news stories, no commentary, no left or right bend, just the stories. But News Nation's been trying it for a year. And they're struggling to get 30,000 people, which is kind of uh, disappointing because I I think that would be really nice to just have that outlet where you could turn it on. How many people get that channel? W, WG in America was in about 80, 90% of American
1: homes. I don't know. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know if I have that channel or not. Maybe that's part of the problem. I'm not, well, I'm not searching
0: it out either. That's no. uh, to look at that. Hey, hey, I, I'm, I'm the biggest hypocrite because I'm saying how I'd like to see those numbers, but then I also said that I watched Tucker Carlson. So, you know, I'm just saying, I, 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 I wish there was, there was more attention to stuff like that where you could just get a feed of the news, but I don't think that's what people want, unfortunately. A little bit of flavor or something, right? I mean, that's what everyone <laughs> wants. Something that goes to what, yeah, to what they what they feel. It's like the old Norm McDonald joke, right? You know, back
1: in my day, the the news used to be half an hour, and it turns out that was pretty much it. That's, yes, <laughs> they had it right. That's uh, pretty much all the news you needed, and uh, you try to fill out twenty four hours, and then you kind of see what happens from there. Hey, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with much more. Uh, the SPCA Radiothon is tomorrow. So I'm sure we'll That's have right. uh, some fun with that and uh, raise some money for a good cause. Great cause. For yep. the SPCA serving Erie County. That's uh, all day tomorrow, and we'll be part of that here. As and Beamer on WBEN.